0: But now in the contracts world, if you don't do that, then they don't pay you. They use it as a tool not to pay you to save money. How many people are following you rather than how many people
1: are you managing? Do you help guys write their contract for when they submit bids or do you just review them? Hey, just
0: quickly, you'll notice that we don't do any ads or take any sponsorships, and we want to keep it that way. We want you to be able to just come in, get what you want, and then go. In saying that, though, podcasts tend to grow via word of mouth, so if you could just use your thumb, click the three dots, share it to your friends, uh, anyone who's in the construction industry, so they can get useful, helpful advice, so they can ultimately make more money and stay in business over the long term. And I will love you till the end. Take it easy. Hey, construction legend. This is part two of my podcast with Ron Nussbaum from Construction Champions. If you missed the previous episode, please go back and listen to part one. But once again, I'm Kieran Brennan, your host. I'm the CEO and founder of Quantum Contract Solutions. In this episode, Ron and I pick off where we left off and we chat about why you would bother negotiating something at all? And um, Do you understand the difference or importance between being in construction and being in the business of construction? Do you know how to scale your business? We chat about how to do this successfully. Contract negotiations is not a, a PM side hustle. Contract management is not something PMs should be doing in addition to what they are normally doing. And are you allocating your efforts correctly. So that's it. Enjoy. And I'll chat to you in the next one.
1: It's amazing when you when you talk about that. So I, I'm in a lot of different Facebook groups for construction. I'm sure you are as well. But I hear, I, I read these stories so many times of not even just like big jobs, but big jobs for the company or for the guy that's doing them where they don't get a contract. They don't get this stuff in terms or the project changes and they don't do anything about it. And then at the end of the day... They're just left high and dry. And whether it's right, wrong or indifference, that or indifferent, like that's what happens because they didn't take the time to do that paperwork or just to get the everything lined up so they get paid or at least. Have a defense.
0: A hundred percent. And So structurally in the business, again, this is the same symptom of what we're talking about before. What people will do is they'll have their project manager on side, And as a side hustle to getting stuff done on his day to day job, his side hustle is to do all the paperwork which typically leads to disaster because it's an afterthought. It's more important to get on site and fix the latest problem that that he's encountered rather than filling out the paperwork, submitting it, getting it approved, getting costs put to it, all of that sort of stuff takes time. And it's unfortunately, it's not something that you can wait until the end to do. I mean, that's why in a lot of these contracts, they have notification periods. And the reason they have it is and you can understand if you're the owner of the project, the last thing you want is at the end of the project all of these changes and delays coming in in one file treatment if you think of your 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 plan your schedule hey it's all going fine it's all going fine and bang goes out of control right so they put in these notification clauses or sections in the contract to make sure that you let them know when there's been a delay you let them know when there's been a change so they can update their budget and update their forecast so they they can accurately predict that's the reason it's in there but now in the contracts world if you don't do that then they don't pay you they use it as a tool not to pay you to save money and uh, the reason i know this is because i I was a consultant advising large construction companies on how to do this. I was on the dark side, essentially.
1: <laughs> it's uh, I love the I love the word uh, afterthought that you throw out because there's so much in the construction industry that really is like we did. It's an afterthought. Like we just grab the broom and the dustpan real quick here to clean this up and hopefully it gets, you know, everything's all good because it is this afterthought of a lot of stuff. Not just the paperwork, but just because and I think it's just the nature of we try to take all this stuff on mm. when like you had you referenced earlier about hiring people, find it like the team, like you're going to have to do this stuff. And that can't be an afterthought. Because if it's an afterthought, I'm a big component of that. We reactively do stuff or we pre proactively do stuff. We don't reactively do it. Mm -hmm. The construction industry all too often, we're just reactive.
0: We are. And and the type of person that you have in the construction industry is like, is, is typically a, a, a guy that is just very capable, right? I can do this myself. I've And then in the past has been rewarded for doing that sort of stuff. I'll do it. I'll do it. And every time I've done it, it's worked out for me because, I, you know, I, I'm the only guy that can do this properly. And then so as you grow in the construction industry, you can't do that anymore. You just can't. And so moving to becoming, right, you, you can move to become a manager where you just tell people what to do. Right, but moving to be a leader in your company where people follow you and people want to emulate what you're doing is kind of what you want to do. You want people to drive themselves to to hit that standard rather than being told, "Here's the standard you need to hit." There's a subtle difference in that, but that's kind of leadership in a nutshell. So, how many people are following you rather than how many people are you managing?
1: Yeah, we know how it goes a lot of time on the job site, and uh, it's a great way to look at things because we all just very capable and we're always rewarded for that. It is an industry that will reward you for just being the guy that gets shit done. And That will only get you so far before it starts to become an issue, and
0: it's hard because it's almost not fair because you're you're putting in the effort, and so the effort is just in the wrong places now. And so you know, instead of spending your time, you know, doing the work, it's spending your time developing training plans for your key people. It's having incentive plans. It's designing systems and processes for your company, which is different to what you've been doing. It's a different. It's a different hard, right? The original hard was, you know, the hard physically almost, but now the hard is I have to do all of this kind of business stuff that's the hard stuff and sometimes you can just put your hands up and say you know what that's that's just not me and that's fine there's a lot of really smart CEOs I believe the the Shopify CEO sorry not to the, shop, the Shopify founder so everyone knows most people know Shopify at this stage of a huge internet mm-hmm. company just he's not the CEO he works he's the head of product because he's like well I can't do that leading stuff just it's not it's not me and I couldn't be bothered doing all this stuff that goes with that and so i'm just going to concentrate on this part of my business and that's a totally fine solution too but you just got to recognize that within yourself if you can't do that it needs to be done in the company regardless of whether you want to do it or not and so how can you get it done and as an entrepreneur yeah. the asking yourself that question how can i do this is a great question so real quick and we'll get back to the show if you don't have time or you don't necessarily have the expertise to review and negotiate your own construction contracts, please go to quantumcontractsolutions.com, book in a call with our team and we'll show you exactly how we can help you sign better contracts that have way less downside risk and set yourself up to make more profit on that project and ultimately keep you in business over the long term. It's what all the smart construction companies do. So go to quantumcontractsolutions.com. Now let's go back to the
1: show. Yeah, I mean, I can totally relate with being that guy that I can look back and I remember my transition from being that person that just gets everything done to moving into that leadership role and wrapping my mind around this. It came with reading a lot of books and having an understanding matt hancock who was on here a few episodes ago and he talked about leaving your boots at home and i I, because i used to be the guy that i knew what i needed to get done and then once i had that done I would be like, well, I would just, because you got like a checklist of issues that's happening out in the field. And I'd just be like, here's the biggest one. I'm just going to go handle this on my way home. And I'd just be like, hey guys, I'll be out there at this time. We'll get it done. Just do whatever you can to get around it. And then I'll handle it when I get there. And it wasn't until I just started, or just stopped, it wasn't, I just started stopping that there was started to become progress, Where it is, hey, I can't get out there. You guys are going to have to figure it out. I know you guys are capable. I've taught you, you. You've learned how to do this. Just get it done. Like, I can't come out there. And then that's where growth starts to happen. And then they can get it done. And then it excites them that they can get it done instead of watching you come out, which is almost demoralizing when you're looking at guys that typically the same thing just get things done. Mm-hmm. You have to come out and do it for them. It has it, it's a it's a huge transformation that starts to happen within your business when you can sit back and accept that and grow into that leader. Yeah, hundred percent. And then your
0: employees get the satisfaction, work satisfaction of of being the guy that that gets stuff done. Right, because that's what mm-hmm. that's what they want to do now, right? They want to get stuff done. So you're giving them the rain or the the slack essentially to allow them to get stuff done. So they could they're coming home from work thinking, I got this 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 done, and they're delighted with themselves. It's kind of like the you know email inbox management, right? I'm sure we've all dealt with this. Let's just say you've got you've got five things to do today, and you're like, I know that these are five important things to do, and then you go in and you sit down at your desk, you got your emails, and all of a sudden you start doing stuff that you didn't want to do, respondents and stuff that you didn't want to do, and then the five things that you wanted to get done didn't happen. So it's like stop and do that, don't open your emails, get the five things done, the important things that are going to drive your business forward, and then let's have a look at the emails.
1: I love it, man. I love it. Great, great conversation today. It has been absolutely a blast having you on the show, and I thank you for taking the time to be on the show today. Yeah, my absolute pleasure, Ron. So for All the construction champions listening out there, if they wanted to follow you, talk to you, learn more about what you do, what's the best place for them to do that? Or where do they find you? So, if you listen to podcasts in the podcast, you can Spotify
0: (laughs) or you can Apple, whatever the right terminology is, you can search uh, Construction Secrets or my name, Keen Brennan, C I A N Brennan, or on YouTube. And what we have that is quite useful, I think, is on YouTube, there's a playlist on the YouTube channel. And on that, I played us to 16 videos explaining everything you need to know on how to negotiate your contracts. All the big risky items, the big three that are the most important things that you need to be looking at. And so if you want to do it yourself, that's the best way to do it. If not, you can go to quantumcontractsolutions.com. Check that out.
1: And if we can help you, we will. I do have a question about that because I know some listeners might be, do you help guys write their contract for when they submit bids or do you just review them?
0: We review a contract that you have been given now let me tell you that's a that's a that's a common question it's a good question but what happens most of the time is if i have my own contract and you're dealing with a bigger builder You'll submit your price, your proposal with your terms attached. That's typically what happens. And then they go, yeah, thanks for that price. Here's our contract with your price on it. That's typically what happens actually in in reality. So that's why we chose (laughs) to do do that. Just a regular lawyer could draft a contract for you that puts all of the terms that you want in there. But it's more negotiating a contract that you've been given.
1: Awesome. Well, I just that popped into my mind and I was like, if it popped into my mind, there's a reason I wanted to ask. But it was absolutely great. Once again, thank you for being on the show today. My pleasure, Ron. Hopefully again in the future. Yeah, 100 percent.